0: She's a very famous person, I'm sure she lives in a very secure neighborhood. So for him to try to test the boundaries to see if he can climb over the fence of either her house or her gated area of her security or wherever it is that she lives, not get caught and leave something on your doorstep, that was really the boundary pushing because really it was kind of like, okay, you feel like you are in a secure location in your home. It's not that secure because I can jump over the fence and reason and I'm going to mask that in flowers. (laughs) Dedication. Dedication, reservation. reservation. take reservation. a look inside, do your salvation, do every good work, do it takes patience, like a butterfly, transformation. Here and I'm back with another video. If you are new, then don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to share this video. So don't forget to be a part of the notification squad by hitting the notification bell so you can get notified every time I upload a video. And don't forget to check the description box because I always put a lot of stuff in there, including my book specifically for single women who need to heal, which you may be interested in because what we're going to be talking about is FKA Twigs. So if you have not seen the interview um, or know what's going on, basically. I'm going to explain it by leaving this clip. I wasn't going to explain it myself, but I'm just going to insert a clip so y'all can get the gist of it.
1: She says that their relationship was filled with verbal, emotional, and physical abuse. In December, she filed a civil suit against him, accusing him of sexual battery, assault, and intentional infliction of emotional distress.
0: All right, so here's what I'm going to say about Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is a very extreme example of you know somebody who has problems obviously but there are characteristics about him that i feel like many men that you do not need to date that you specifically need to stay away from actually exhibit some of these symptoms and i think that we're going to well i don't think i know because i'm the one talking about it I know that now currently we're going to talk about it because I've always talked about red flags on my channel. I even have a video about how to spot the red flags on the first date. And I personally think that it's important the more that we are able to to notify, get these red flags, then we could just leave. And don't be afraid to let go because one thing that I said about FKA twigs on my Instagram post, which I will show it now. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, do that. I think that everybody needs to watch this interview, y'all, with FKA Twigs, and she's talking about Shia LaBeouf. What she speaks about, especially in the beginning of this interview, are subtle flags that men like him do, that women might think, oh, he's just expressing his love, or he's just so cute, like climbing over her fence to deliver flowers. But basically, like she said, he's just testing your boundaries and they will continue to push and test until you're getting abused and you're wondering how the freak you got here. Said That, you know, it's like a frog. If you were to take a frog and put a frog in boiling water, then the frog is going to jump out. But if you take a frog and put the frog in water and gradually boil the water, they're going to stay in there and they're going to burn themselves to death. Why do I say that? I say that because that is how men like Shia LaBeouf operate when it comes to women. They're not gonna show all of their crazy in the beginning because then you're going to jump and then you're going to run. What they do instead is that they slowly heat up the water until you're just not aware of what's going on anymore and then you stay and then you're wondering one day how the freak did you got did you get here so one of the first red flags to look out for is a boundary bank breaking in her particular instance what she said was this
2: he would come he would almost like well he actually would jump over the fence where i was staying and leave flowers outside my door and poems and books and i thought it was very romantic but that quickly changed you know i i understand now that that's testing your boundaries instead of me thinking oh you know um that's nice to have flowers outside my door now i think that's inappropriate to jump over the fence of where i'm living that's breaking a boundary but it didn't stop there
0: now here's what i'm going to say about that is that You know, since I don't live in like a gated community, if a guy was to leave flowers on my doorstep, I wouldn't necessarily be super shocked. But what she said remains true in terms of boundaries. She's a very famous person. I'm sure she lives in a very secure neighborhood. So for him to try to test the boundaries to see if he can climb over the fence of either her house or her gated area of her security or wherever it is that she lives, not get caught and leave something on your doorstep, that was really the boundary pushing because really it was kind of like, okay, you feel like you are in a secure location in your home. It's not that secure because I can jump over the fence and I can give it to you. And the reason, and I'm going to mask that in flowers to try to say, oh, here's a gift when really subconsciously he was showing her like, yeah you're not that safe I can get over these security parameters that you have in place for yourself and I can still get to you and I think that that's important for us to realize as women what a man is saying it wasn't just the flowers it was the no, I'm all up in your space and there's nothing that you could do to keep me away. Watch, right? And so as women, you know, what you need to realize, and this is something that I had admitted, pers- I had seen personally with the guy that I was dating and, I, and it was a red flag. And he had not, he had shown me some red flags, but like I said, it's like that frog. And so these little tiny red flags, it was like, okay, yeah, these are tiny red flags, but these are not a lot. But then this particular red flag, when I was in his car one time, and my key to my car was very loose, and so I, and so when I was putting my my keys in my pocket, my car key fell off onto his floor, and I didn't know. I had two sets of car keys, so then when I was getting ready to drive my car, I was like, I'm missing my my other set of keys because it had a fob on it, right, to unlock. So then I text him, and at first he says no shanu was a lie you have my keys he lied and then when because i think he knew that i was getting ready to like like i was creating distance because like i said i had some red flags and i really wasn't feeling him but what he was doing was that he was keeping my keys to have an excuse to see me again and violate my boundaries right so then he played this game with my keys this whole time Then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to him anymore. That's just what I said in my head. And then all of a sudden, when I stopped talking to him, magically my keys show up in your car that he just so happened to take a picture of and send them to me. You knew my keys was there the whole time. So then he was like, well, I could just, um, go in your car. No, you're not going in my car. I could just show up at your house because no, you're not doing that. So then we finally gave me my keys. I opened the door. I got the keys and I shut it and I locked it. And he was very pissed off because, but you have to understand situations like that are bound Pushing, How does he know that like I didn't have to have another key made or whatever you are keeping my keys intentionally to have a way to either get inside of my home my house or something to that effect and now when I asked you about it you lied about it because low key you wanted to have some weird way to control me and only when you saw me saying you know what i don't have time for this and walking away did you now dangle my keys over my head as a wave no see those are red flags and it's like was it violent no it wasn't violent but it's a lot of hoops to go through and a lot of games to play with somebody that symbolizes that this person has a control problem and see that's what women need to be more aware of when dealing with men and not just think that every gesture is super sweet or it's just an accident or whatever look behind the reason of what they're doing right so another thing that she said that he did was the love bombing
1: i've heard you use the term love bombing what do you mean by that
2: putting me on a pedestal telling me that i was amazing over the top displays of of affection just to knock me off the pedestal to tell me that i was worthless to criticize me to berate me to you know pick me apart
0: So when it comes to the love bombing, the way that men tend to do this, especially in the beginning, is that they will talk to you and they will make you feel like you are the best thing since sliced bread. And in your mind, this will subconsciously trick you into believing that this man thinks I am the best thing since sliced bread. That way, when they start talking crazy to you and tearing you down, you in your mind start to say to yourself, oh, well, you know, it must be true. Because I remember when he said that I was the best thing since sliced bread. And since he thought I was so awesome now, he can't possibly be lying to me now. So, you know, him saying that I suck, that I'm fat, that I'm ugly or whatever the case may be must obviously be true. Because just, um, you know, two weeks ago, he was telling me how fabulous my body was. But all of that is a technique because they want to use their words as a way to validate you. So in the beginning, if a guy is willing to give you a lot of compliments and I have had a guy like this too, but I feel like you can see it, you know, we need to not get so caught up in the fact that we ain't never heard a compliment before or given a guy or make it, giving the guy that impression that when they do give us compliments, we're like, oh, this is wonderful. He's giving us a hundred compliments. That's not normal. You need to either compliment yourself so that you can regulate the fact that you should be getting compliments so that when somebody like him comes in you don't feel like oh his compliments validate like i literally dated a guy like this and this was when i first went natural and i did a lot of guys like this. I'm, not even I'm gonna date one when when originally this is when i first met natural when i first met him oh you're so amazing blah 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 then i wanted to go natural because i used to have like really long relaxed hair don't want to go natural my hair is natural this is just straight and y'all should know and so, um, and so, and these are clip-ins. I'm going to leave them in the description box as well. Sorry, this is not oh, all. My he did God. not want me to go natural. So then every time... I talked about natural oh, is it going to be naughty is it, I mean just any derogatory thing about natural to dissuade me from going natural because he didn't because you know what I mean but it was more of like I'm going to tear you down as you're going natural to try to make you go back to perm in your hair because that's what I like at the I, end of the day ladies have to know you do what you do with yourself because it makes you feel happy the moment that you start changing yourself based on what they say then they have you because you're always going to do that. And so that's what you have to be careful of because in their mind, they're going to say, okay, well, I give her all these compliments. So the one thing that I don't like about her, she's going to listen to me because she feels like I'm telling the truth because I've always I've always said something positive to her. So that's the way of them getting control. And so if he says, oh, I don't want you to wear that because you look fat, you're going to believe it oh, I don't I don't like that makeup on you because it makes you look unattractive. You need to do, you're gonna believe it. And then you're just gonna be changing into the person that he wants you to be, even though it, it isn't true. And you're always going to be chasing his validation. Even though in the beginning, he only validated you and probably towards the middle and the end of the relationship is it's tearing you down. You're still gonna revert back to, oh, well, he only means the best for me because look at how awesome he said that I am. And I know he just wants to tell me these things in order to improve me, but then you're gonna be like an eating disorder Your hair is going to be all what color he wants. You're just going to be the doll that he wants you to be. Because whenever he says something, you're going to transform yourself into that, right? I remember
2: after that weekend, going back to where I was staying and looking at myself in the mirror. One side of me was like completely black. And I was sort of shocked, you know, like I was.
1: Look at you for just a second. You're talking about something that's very traumatic to you. And yet you feel that you're the one that has to apologize. You know, I'm a dancer
2: and and I really love my body and I take such good care of it.
0: And I was looking at my body and I just thought, where did it all go wrong? And he gives you a compliment. Say thank you. Don't be like super suspicious or whatever, right? Say thank you, but also don't give it so much merit that now when that person says, Like, you're, like, either you dress for them to give you a compliment or you dress differently because now they have criticized you and you feel you must change yourself to like a piece to whatever they criticize you on. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that was like a really long explanation. Let's move on. So, another thing is that they try to turn it back on you. I actually have a video on how to spot the signs of uh, manipulator. And this is actually one of the things, either a video or a blog. I can't remember, but I'll post it down below. Is that at, with, in her case, I'm going to show you FKA twigs. Eventually it did
2: become physical. There were certain instances where he would push me and then he would say, you fell. And I would get really confused and and I think, I would think maybe I did.
1: When did you know this is really serious and maybe I need to rethink this relationship?
0: So in her case, this was a very extreme example. I'm not laughing, but that's, crazy and I kind of feel like even Gail at that point was like yo this is kind of crazy homeboy is crazy to trip you and try to make you think that you were the one that fell like that's kind of crazy but I feel like that's an extreme you know for most people what this is going to make it be like is that oh you are the reason why I cheated because you didn't want to have sex with me that one time that I said and so therefore I had to feel like i had to get it from somewhere else and if you don't want me cheating on you no more then you should give me sex whenever i want and if you don't then i'm going to cheat on you and therefore it's your fault that is stuff like that where they try to turn their wrongdoing on you because the fact of the matter is is that he will grown behind man he should be able to keep his weenie in his pant his weenie i said weenie he should be able to keep his peen in his pants as a grown behind person simply because that's what you do as a man and you grow and you control yourself. The fact that he cheats, which I have a video on on the type of men that cheat. I'm gonna leave that in the link. I'm gonna leave that down below. But if he decides to cheat, then that's his fault. That's solely on him. It's not your fault. It's not because of something that is not. They're just saying that to get you once again to try harder to jump through hoops and and spin you know gold from your vagina in order to please them so that you won't go anywhere. But that's not what you want because once again it's rooted based off of control. And once you are in a cycle of trying to prove yourself to that person, then you're never going to win because now you're playing their game and you're always trying to push and push and push and push and push to make them happy. In that relationship were when I think he felt like he was
2: losing control of, of me and I, I was trying to get out.
1: And didn't he have a request of you? You had to kiss him a certain amount of times?
2: Yeah, I had to give him a certain amount of sort of physical affection a day. So um, at first it was touches. So I'd have to, like, touch him and be like, are you OK? Like, I love Show you. Show concern. Yeah, are you express OK? Express love. You know, little things like that. And then I began to get really on top of that and then he would say that I didn't kiss him enough.
1: And you never knew what that bar was? No,
2: I think it was around 20 touches and kisses a day. And so I'd start to panic and, I, and you know, you lose count and the days blur into each other. And I'm thinking,
0: it's eight o'clock and I've got like three hours to, to do this and that's just your life now. Like, it's like, dang, it's, I'm not getting nothing from this relationship. Our whole relationship is how I can please this person. And I feel like that's probably what a large part of her relationship was as well. And this is what she specifically said about the gaslighting.
2: Abusers use gaslighting, mm-hmm. which is where um like somebody minimizes your experience you know it's like altering your narrative and not listening to you and and
0: denying your experience and And so when we talk about minimalizing uh the things that you've been through i feel like this can come i mean once again For her, this was a extreme, (laughs) you know, he was just very extreme in terms of like, oh, did you trip? Did you, you know, that was just kind of extreme. But I feel like in an everyday situation, this could be like, Oh my goodness, I was in a car accident and you're calling your man because you're freaked out and he tries to tell you, well, it really wasn't that traumatic. It really wasn't that bad. And your car's like flipped over in a ditch. And he's trying to tell you that you're being dramatic or hysterical or something crazy when obviously we know that's not the case. It was a serious accident. But stuff like that will start to make you think, like, wow, am I a drama queen? Am I over dramatic because I freaked out about this one thing? And then once again, it will have you changing how, like, oh, I can't say Like he might be like, you're always getting so- dramatic remember how you did with that car accident and now you're getting dramatic with me then you're like okay well maybe I shouldn't say anything about him talking to that girl because maybe this is just me overreacting and being dramatic like that car accident but really he just kind of laid an egg in your head (laughs) and he's getting you to feed into the game that he's playing and not reality if that makes sense so moving on. So when we talk about why she didn't leave, I actually do want to get into that because I think that it's very significant what she said in terms of her feeling like a hostage. And
1: nobody who's been in this position likes this question. And I often wonder, is it, is it even an appropriate question to ask? Mm -hmm. And you know, the question is, why didn't you leave?
2: Yeah. And I think we just have to stop asking that question. I know that you're asking it like out of love, but like, I'm just going to, make a stance and say that I'm not going to answer that question anymore because the question should really be to the abuser,
0: why are you holding someone hostage? And I think that's a lot of the things that we forget. Whenever we talk, and even the R. Kelly series, if you guys have ever seen that, whenever we talk about why those victims stayed, you know, there is a such thing as Stockholm Syndrome. This has been studied extensively that a lot of people who are victims tend to... <sighs> sympathize with their uh, victimizer and basically it could be because she feels like oh he has problems and I need to fix him oh he really loves me or oh whatever you say to yourself but you have to understand it's like that frog it's like we said that you know once you get to that point you don't even know what is real and what is fake, right? Have you guys ever been in such a toxic relationship? I know I have, I've talked about it before. You know, the situations with my son's father. I think that when I look back now, I wonder how did that happen? How did I stay in such a crazy and toxic situation for so long and did not even realize that it was toxic? And I think because it was this good mixed with it was like oh coming in at first with some good stuff and then you know it was some romantics st- or or and then it was some intimate type of stuff but then it was something crazy but then we would have these wonderful moments and then it was crazy again and then it was wonderful moments and then when it came to just all of the the crazy and there was no longer any wonderful moments it was just 100% crazy I always felt like I was waiting for the Dial to turn like okay well we're gonna get to good moments because this is how we roll and really that that it was no good moments by that time it was like good moment crazy good moment and then it just got longer and longer till there was no good moments but subconsciously we hang on to thinking that okay well this will turn around because it has before when in all actuality you're living in hell It, it hasn't been good for a very long time now but now you have forgotten because he has created this very jealous insecure crazy environment for your brain to dwell in and you're always questioning on if you're being dramatic if you're crazy if he's really normal and you're the crazy one because I'm sure he told her that and all of these things is what keeps us in relationships and sometimes some of us think that oh I can save him he loves me so much that I'm the one that can do or change this about him when really you can't you know this is him and if he wants to change he needs to do that you don't need to be the catalyst to change anybody if they got some problems matter of fact even if they don't got problems you don't need to be the catalyst to change anybody People change based on the fact that they want to change and if you don't recognize the signs earlier on, trust me, this is how a lot of people end up in abusive and crazy situations because all of a sudden it is too late and then they're like how did I get here but it was a a slow and steady progression of all of these things and now you're in this cycle of crazy and then by the time you wake up you feel like how am I going to get out, right? So that's why it's important to pay attention to even the minute red flags. And I feel like these are what they were. So if you like this video, don't forget to give me a big thumbs up. I'm trying to chase the sun. That's why I'm like super awkward with it. I'm like, all Alright, So um, give me a big thumbs up. Don't forget to like this video. Don't forget to share this video. Don't forget to subscribe and I will see you guys another day, another time. Not ready for the show to end? It doesn't have to. You can head over to my site where you can read hundreds of articles. And also, you can feel free to shop my store where I have all of my products for sale. And last but not least, for even more video content, feel free to visit my YouTube channel where I talk about a wide array of content. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, stay blessed.